0: Good morning, this is Angela Schaefer, host of Your Story Matters radio show. Today we are starting our Dreams Come True series, and we have a big dreamer and a successful musician, D.B. Martin, on the line, who's going to talk to us about his story. Hi, D.B., welcome to the show.
1: Hello, hello, thanks for having me.
0: I'm happy that you um, were able to take some time today out of your busy schedule and share some of your story. Um, you are a musician. You mostly um, play piano. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, piano, songwriter, vocalist, um, that kind of thing.
0: Okay. And what sort of music, um, what genre do you do and sing?
1: Well, um, I would have to say that uh, whatever the the genre that you'd classify, uh, I mean, rock and roll, you know, there's a lot of music, but a lot of people say I sound like, you know, Tom Petty or Elton John or Billy Joel. I mean, because it's piano-driven, you know, rock music, you know, the guitar influence and uh, Steely Dan even, that's incredible. Um, uh, Just that kind of stuff. Um, I I just, I call it, you know, I used to call it adult contemporary in the early days, but people tell me that it's kind of more like, you know, R&B, soft rock kind of thing. Okay, great. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what that's what you call it, I suppose.
0: And how long have you been in a musician?
1: I've been a musician to to of this uh, 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 genre and all this stuff with the piano and everything. Uh, inside the last uh, ten years, um, I started the piano piano course around two thousand seven. I mean. Uh, No, 1997, I'm sorry. My my millennia is mixed up. Yeah, 1997 is when I began to play the piano and then developed into the songwriting thing probably within about four years. Mm -hmm. So that long. Mm -hmm. But I've been musically inclined all my life. I played drums as a young teenager and... Mm always sang to records really well and it was obvious it was kind of like my thing, you know, it's the only thing I could really do, you know, pretty well without a lot of training or whatever. So
0: it was something that you had some sort of passion about and some drive there.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it, it, for me, you know, uh, and I know there's all kinds of people that, you know, have different uh, um, reasons for what they did, but it's definitely something that I know a long time ago, Yeah, you know, it was my gift, you know, um, just by the fact that whatever I did do, whether it was singing in the, in the living room or playing my drums in my room, or you know, somebody always had something really, really nice say As far as my ability and, and you know how I played and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Great. And you know, so yeah. tell us, uh, what did you do um, before you went into work as a musician? Did you have another career or different things that you were doing or focusing on?
1: Um, yeah, I I was just kind of living my life. Um, uh, drums had come in and out so as a drummer, like I said, I was kind of trying to do that, and it came in and out of my life. But mostly, uh, just your new kind of life where you you know you try to meet somebody and raise a family and and uh, the kind of work that I found my And most of the time that I could do well and get a job any time was data processing, Mm -hmm. which is about the most boring thing in the world. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's what I would do, you know, whether it was for a state agency or for banking or whatever. I just kind of could always plug into anywhere. and I did it well. So, you know,
2: it, was, right. yeah, it
1: was kind of like the anti-DB, you know, whatever. Right, just something that, to know. kind of
0: survive and, and get through whatever. And yeah. So tell us a little yeah. bit about, because you and I talked briefly about your past. I mean, what were some of, before you had your dream come true, what were some of the challenges of your life and things that you had to face and deal with and get over? Because I know that even myself, there's things that we have to get over and learn from in order to be able to fulfill our dream, and when it comes to us, you know, to recognize it. So what were some of those things for you that you um, went through and
2: overcame?
1: Well, you know, um, it's uh, it's funny, when, you, I, when I ask that question, it's like I kind of have to try and focus on, you know, more, more prominent thoughts or memories, but... Um, for me, and, and you know, life is always a challenge for a, a lot of people. I'm sure to different degrees. But I, I must admit that you know, when you, when you were uh, when you're young and, and you have a large family, there's a lot of dynamics going on. And uh, you know, my parents are uh, divorced when I was very young. Of course, you know we were growing up in the '60s and '70s, so you know, um, it was uh, a lot of the the party drug culture was prevalent in, in the house and stuff like that. But so there was a lot of contributing factors that create a lot of early turmoil. So by the time I was at that point, where most kids they're at an age, where they're you know out into the, the world, and and there's a, a nuclear family there, and kind of like you know it uh, was the opposite for me, but I didn't leave home; home kind of left me, you know, kind of thing. Right. And I just found myself where I was. I mean, I did manage to like you know move around mm-hmm. and uh, eventually uh, finish out school and all that stuff. You know, I, did, I didn't use it as an excuse to like drop everything and maintain, but still, it was a challenge, a very very big challenge. And and you just kind of move forward, and and uh, it affects you however it does. You know, a lot of stuff you can see as you get older, you know, and you look back. If you're honest with yourself. Yourself. You can see how a lot of stuff when you were young that you didn't think it was going to affect you, but, it, you know, it did, and it does, right, right. And, and you deal, you know, you process, and you, and you go forward, you know, but uh, that was one aspect, um, and, and you know, the, the uh, of course, one of the, the things that affects, you know, a lot of people who probably come from, you know, divorced parents or bitter divorces and that kind of thing is, uh, you know, it affects your, uh, how you deal with, you know that dynamic in your life. You know you don't realize it, but it really does. And it also, you know, if, you, if it's compounded like in my situation, where I, I you know, would just, just happen to be involved in relationships, you know, um, where there was, you know, uh, an unforeseen chaotic element brought by the other person, whether it was, you know, a temper or violence or whatever. Um, you just don't, you know, you don't know that's coming until it's in your house, kind of thing. Right, you know, right. so, what? How did I get here? Mm-hmm.
0: And that totally makes sense when we go through situations yeah. within yeah. our family, and we never learn about healthy relationships and effective and positive communication. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we end up usually in those same situations until we do learn that that's not really what we want for ourselves. Right. And yeah. I know you yeah. mentioned you ended up going through a pretty hard divorce.
1: Right. Yeah. That was. That was. Uh, that was. Uh, You know, and it it really, you know, in 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 hindsight, it wasn't if if certain elements of my life weren't occurring at the exact same time. Mm It would, it would have been really just like a, you know, pretty, pretty run of the mill thing. I mean, cause there wasn't any, any, you know, weren't, weren't very, very long. There wasn't any, uh, anything to split up. It was pretty, pretty cut and dry. But the fact that it was happening right at the same exact time where I crossed paths with my first piano and was discovering this, you know, latent talent for piano. I mean, I, I, I was at that uh, I at the house sitting gig where I discovered the piano and I had a 10 day live in house sitting thing. And so in the middle of there somewhere, I decided to, you know, pre play on something so I could show people what was going on but literally after five days of noodling on the piano um you know friends were coming over and and hanging out and saying oh wow you sound like George Winston and I was like you know wow you know I know I know who that is you know so it was it was pretty cool. But, you know, at the same time, I was going through this divorce. I mean, you know, as far as the nature of things like divorce and, you know, personal matters, I'm pretty private. And at the time, my, uh, you know, my, uh, my Ben White and her friends and stuff, you know, they uh, were pretty comfortable talking about everything out in the open. So it was a very uh, unsettling, you know, period for me where I was like. trying to process it all and being approached by total strangers who okay. <laughs> to would help me with my problems. And I'm like, this isn't really happening, is it? Right. <laughs> (laughs)
0: Well, let me ask you, going back to prior to that time when you came across the skill that you have, gift, if you will, of playing piano, did you think, um, as you were musically inclined in the past and you did play drums and different things, was that in your mind at times, you know, wow, I really want to be a musician, a rock star, a star, I mean, did you think about, were those the sort of dreams that kind of went through your head but that maybe you dismissed because life
1: was happening? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When I was a drummer, you know, I, uh, and I was younger, I, I, you know, clearly saw myself, you know, in, in a situation that was somewhere that was, you know, couldn't have been a more far out amazing dream because I wasn't doing anything to cultivate myself to be a songwriter, or a singer, or a piano player. I, I I did envision that, you know, very intensely all my life. And the fact that it happened it's really, it really, you know, when I think back on that going, yeah, I used to sit in the corner because I used to listen to like people like, you know, Phil Collins back in the day. And, and I thought, you know, that would be kind of cool to be like that, you know, to write songs, play drums, play piano, produce, and all that kind of thing. And uh, but you know, the only thing I did was at that time was drumming. And uh, I, you know, I was I, I was actually, if you can believe it, too shy to even sing uh, much as uh, background vocalist, and uh, not having very much success with the drum thing, but mm-hmm. uh, um, but yeah, it was definitely something I, I thought about a lot, and people thought I was crazy, and right,
2: oftentimes know. when <laughs> we
0: have big dreams, people do tend to say we're crazy, and, and those are the very times yeah. usually when they come true. So <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. Was it the things that you lived with as far as your family stuff and relationship stuff and all that, is that what prevented you from cultivating this dream from just leaving it dormant, if you will, until the
1: piano incident? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know uh, had I had you know uh, a problem free life or kind of more normal than than what I consider you know abnormal. But I I I don't know what I'm what I would have done. I I, I did I did spend a lot of time recoiling from situations in my life. Um, so you yeah, know there was a lot I could have done that I didn't do. Uh, what it would have been exactly, I can't honestly say. It, but I did spend a lot of time uh, you know uh, being in coping mode for for one more you know, situation or another in my life Um, and uh, so it's just to me it's just kind of you know that much more amazing that you know um, because where I was before the piano came along was I was I was really really having the talk with myself I was you know in my 30s and I knew that I I could always do something you know at the very minimum I have a lot of family that you know works on the you know, at the university here for years and years and years, uh, that do like uh, uh, physical plant work, you know, but you know, it was mm-hmm. like I could do that, you know, I'd have benefits, I'd have dental, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have family there, you know, and it would be like something I could do, and then you know, and it was just like his music was going nowhere, and uh, and and then right at right in the middle of all this turmoil, um, this thing happened to me, and it couldn't have been a more random situation because you know, it was a house sitting thing, uh, we knew the people, but we never knew they had a piano in the house, mm-hmm. uh, we would never been in their house and uh, and it just was like a you know some kind of cosmic lightning bolt came down and said do this now and uh i'm like all right <laughs> you know i still to this day when i play the piano and sing i don't really feel like it's me i feel like i'm just allowing my body to be used right, right more right. more than you know i mean i'm you know of course i'm I'm real, uh, I'm real comfortable at it now. After I've been doing it as long as I have, but I, mm-hmm. I, I crammed a lot of uh, a lifetime's worth of, of, of stuff into the last decade. So right, it's, you know, and so it, what it,
0: happened was, so you had the opportunity to sit at this piano and just start playing, and then you had people encouraging you with what they heard. And what happened from there, as far as so that was like the big moment, if you will. And then what happened?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. And uh, I, I was uh, at that, you know, for the first year. I was really just kind of like reestablishing my life after being uh, you know, going through a divorce and uh, you know, figuring out where I was going and what I was doing and and also having to all of a sudden take into consideration this, um, antique upright grand piano I suddenly now own because <laughs> that I didn't have. Before. The owners
0: of the piano decided to give it to you after you won. Yeah, they
1: they they left knowing I didn't play the piano, and uh, when they came doing, it, it just you know they they apparently weren't. It wasn't a big part of their life at the time, and and they they were like, well, you know, obviously this is your piano because I've never heard anybody play that like you do.
2: <laughs> wow, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> What an amazing
1: so, gift. yeah, I know, I know, it's, it's it's been well cared for. I mean, it, it has a inlaid kind of warranty on the back, shaped like a scroll, and it's, it's a 10-year warranty. So, I'm
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: pretty sure it's, uh, yeah, it's been well cared for. Alex, about about 100 years old or more. Very
2: nice. And, um,
1: but yeah, yeah, I, I uh, found, you know, kind of, it wasn't until I actually got into uh, my own apartment, mm-hmm. often. Uh, and it was, and the the irony of it is, that this apartment that I moved into was um, an old house divided into apartments, and it was straight back shotgun style kind of house, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, the bedroom had a closet put into it that wasn't there before. So, it was, if you imagine a square room. With another square put in it, it created a perfect cubby hole for where my piano would go. I mean, I walked in there and I saw the room, and I was like, "Wow, look! There's a p- p- cubby hole for my piano already." You know? Perfect. Okay, like... Awesome. So when I moved in there, uh, that's when it kind of started happening. That the what I call the pouring out of songs. So by that time, right. I had maybe five songs, mm-hmm. and my ritual was to like sit at the piano and play all my songs. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's like I played my, you know, the first song and then the second song, and I'd play all three, all four, and all five, and then it became all 10, all 25, and all 15. And then after that, it was like, I have to pick my favorite ones, you know, and just kind of shuffle around. But I lived there about maybe three years, and inside of that time, I I composed about almost a 100 songs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, during that, you know, I kind of realized, you know, I have enough material. I probably should try to do something to, you know, get it out there or play out or whatever. So, you know, I, you know, not having any experience, feeling quite green at this whole thing. You know, there I was, you know, pushing forty uh, with this piano music and you know getting out there. <laughs> it's, it's it's still I'm still not you know uh, bored with it and realize that it's always something I look at in awe. You know, I, I haven't gotten gotten past that point. But uh, you know, um, after that, I began to realize what I had because you know, you, you know, I knew it was good music, and you know, of course, your friends and family, you know, they usually tell you that stuff is good, but you know, you really don't know until you just put it out there to total strangers. Right. And, uh, you know, I played little cafes and stuff like that first, you know, and or actually my very first gig was a comedy club, believe it or not, mm-hmm. an, hour, an hour between comics. And the thing that I noticed is that, you know, before I would play like cafes, for instance, you know, always that din, you know, the clamoring of the glasses and the dishes and the... And talking and all kinds of stuff, you know, halfway into anything, I would start playing the place would just go silent, you know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. no pressure, you know, mm-hmm. right,
2: right. <laughs>
1: but no, I was i really, well, honestly, I was having a blast. I mean, you know, for me, it was like, you know, a lot of times it's like watching, watching a movie, but I have to remind myself that, you know, I am playing, so right. concentrate, <laughs> don't stop playing and watch the movie and you know, your hands will stop and people will wonder what you're doing, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you were. Playing, but yeah. You started to play the music, and then how did you actually get it out there as far as getting to the point that you got uh,
1: it? was. It's. It's. That's another strange thing. See, this was all like years and years ago, and this was like. This was when the music industry was evolving into what it became, and, and it just seemed like right in line with what the music guy was doing. All of a sudden, there were like the, the very first, you know, mm-hmm. websites that you could put your music on for free and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of. Mushroom. I mean, it just, just kind of grew from there and, and now it's, you know, everywhere. But it was definitely something very, it couldn't have happened at a, a better time for me because, you know, I didn't have any any uh, resources to, to, you know, to do anything, you know, noteworthy. And so I relied heavily on a lot of that that was just starting to show up all of a sudden. But the thing, the, 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 the what's, really, what's really amazing is the people that I came across who either I already knew or somehow met or somehow found me. Um, I would I would go to to meet a handful of investors who kind of basically were so moved by my music that they they funded pretty much everything to to, to make me a viable professional songwriter. Uh, you know, stuff like my equipment,
2: Amazing. CD,
1: um, my SUV, all that, um, and even organizations that uh, I've received a, a grant from, like the Society of Singers in LA, to you know, which you know definitely helped me a lot at the time. I was all of a sudden spending more time in the piano and you know um that uh, well, my job my job also left conveniently too it closed down it wasn't like I, I stopped working but it all of a sudden i found myself you know without this job and you know all this piano stuff going on and you know, and then all of this money coming in helping me pay my bills so you know, I, I I took that as a big major sign for the universe to go this direction. So you know, right. I, you know, I, I would, it seems like from the moment I put my hand on the piano to you know to now, it's just been kind of like a little escalator up. Everything I needed mm-hmm. just kind of fell into place. But again, it's all what you know. You know, it's amazing enough as it is. But you know, compared to what was going on before, you know, it's just you know, it literally turned my life upside down. But for for the better, you know, right right. A, I'm sure you everything. ask
0: yourself at times, how did you get here? But then you're just grateful that you are here.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There were times I I spent at the piano and, you know, watching stuff happen. And I would, you know, I just kind of look up at the sky and go, you know, what, <laughs> you know, what, <laughs> what now, you know, it's uh-huh. Like, but, you know, I I kind of, you know, seeing how I, you know, it's it, it, how I did dream about it a long time anyway, you know, I kind of. I almost felt like I kind of knew where it was going, you know? Right.
0: You were just like, waiting, I, so to speak, for that yeah, big like moment. Yeah, like it's didn't have to really, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but it was just like, you know, it was such a magical experience for me that I just figured, well, I don't think this would happen just so that it would, like, end at, uh, like, you know, my backyard going, you know, birthday parties or something like right, that. Right,
0: right. And so how <laughs> many um, CDs have you produced at this point? Where's your music at
1: right now? Um, one CD, original uh, CD, Miracle Man, and, uh, which is the first song I wrote, and the, uh, the uh, footnote for that song it, it was like a, a, a tribute song to John Lennon, which was like, you know, probably the, the most heaviest influence Beatles had two, you know, as far as, you know, be, you know, not just wanting to listen to music, but actually make music. Um, I'm uh, slowly heading Towards the direction of another CD, um, just kind of doing it the way I did before and playing it by ear, mm-hmm. and you know, I definitely have enough material, and I still write material, um, so you know, I just kind of um, you know take it as it comes. I've I've gotten a lot of uh, definitely a lot of uh, roller coaster type stuff, you know, ups and downs as far as trying to get it going you know as a you know songwriter with a cd but um you know you know it's taken on the life of its own a long time ago and i just kind of you know kind of watch it happen and when i need to do stuff i do it and honestly i i would be better served probably you know finding someone in the business who is you know like a mentor type thing and and uh you know as far as like trying to get to where i want to go because you know i have you know my goals remain pretty lofty and i don't I know, I know that I'm not going to get there, you know, by uh, you know taking the small steps, you know. Right, right. Um, so life remains a challenge, and I still, a lot of the factors that were around before the piano came along, and a lot of the, you know, the, the things that happened, um, and what the kind of lives, you know, they created, and, and relationships from before, and all the discord, it's still there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still exists, you know, uh, on a lot of different dynamics. But um, I have this, uh, you know, this is my main situation, my, my priority is the, the music. And what you know, because it all basically up till the music, I was living other people's lives. I was you know involved with other people or in that dynamic you know bond from being in the family life and having to influence the most in that situation. <laughs> And this music kind of, like, gave me my life.
0: Right. That totally makes who I am. And your dream came true, and now you have to pursue um, making it an even bigger, so that's awesome. Is there a way for people to um, buy your CD or hear your music?
1: uh, Yes, yes. Um, There's a a website called CD Baby uh, that you can go to and uh, order my CD directly from. You can go to uh, iTunes or Rhapsody, where... The entire CD is available for download. Perhaps um, you can also listen to it um, before you purchase it. But um, yeah, those are the main places. And then I have, you know, of course, direct mail. I mean, I have CDs uh, in house that uh, you know I can be emailed and send stuff like that to. And eventually, as I get more organized, you know, better at this, they might actually even be in the store one day. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. And so, do you
0: have a website? where people can
1: contact you? Yeah, I uh, I can be contacted in uh, various number of ways. A website that's in the workings, uh, actual website, but uh, I can be contacted through um, MySpace or, uh, of course, Facebook and Twitter. Um,
0: okay, and it would be all under D.B. Martin.
1: D.B. Martin, or D.B. Martin Group, actually. And, you know, honestly, if you just Google D.B. Martin Group, um, I'm pretty jazzed about the fact that the whole first page is about me. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> awesome. Good for you. yeah.
1: But uh yeah, definitely contacting me would be uh definitely, you know, uh Facebook or, or Twitter or uh, MySpace. Um I think my MySpace actually has my email address on it. Um yeah, those are those are all viable contact methods.
0: Okay. Well great. DB... Short,
1: of call, short of calling me up and saying, Hey DB, I B, I wanna see it right.
0: <laughs> Well, I wish you the best in your dream continuing to unfold. And I am excited um, from what I've heard of your music. It was awesome. I really loved it myself. And again, if anyone wants to contact DB, it's DB Martin Group. He's on Facebook and Twitter, Rhapsody and iTunes. And I hope you will at least check him out and listen to some of his music because it is very... Awesome, and um, you will love what you hear. Thanks, again. thank you. And I
1: just like to say in closing that if there was one message that I wanted to convey to the listeners out there, it's that you know, you know, obviously I'm I'm a proponent of dreams can come true, but you know, if, even when you're in very, very trying situations, you have to maintain and get through it and and make it to the other side because that's where the dream mm-hmm. is. You know, you have to you know persevere and and keep at it because. Going to make it, yeah, it's because you're surviving your situation, whatever it may be. You know, that, that's what it's all about.
0: That's right. Thank you. That is awesome. And what a great thing to add to um, this show and to have the listeners here because that's what it's all about about our dreams coming true.
1: Thanks. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Dream where I was taller, standing alone in the darkness of night. Another road, another, observer. another wrong destination, at best. Another somebody else getting burned. Another fool.